0: Good morning and welcome to this first Friday show dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daily, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson.
1: Good, Good morning. morning, Father.
0: You know, Chuck and Joanne, the weather's changing. Yes, it's a little it cooler. Is. And uh, we hear from people all across the church about this radio show, about our voices, Uh-oh. our personalities, Uh-oh. our love, our joy. <laughs> Our back and forth. We
2: had that. We had that, Father.
0: (laughs) So as we enter into this month of October, a month that is awesome and chock full of feast days and celebrations for the church, we have this opportunity to also consider the power of the Lord's Sacred Heart in the lives of the saints, in our own lives, and how much we need Him in the world and in our country today. As we begin this program today on this first Friday of the month of October, this day dedicated to the Sacred Heart, let us enter into the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your most sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops, and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, Father, I know as we gather each month, um, we have new listeners. And again, this is the Sacred Heart Hour program. It comes on First Friday. And again, uh, Father, maybe for some of our listeners, why First Friday?
0: I asked myself the same question at 5 a.m. this morning. I was like, this came early. (laughs) Why first Friday? (laughs) I was like, woo, what happened last night? (laughs) Well, it's not just any ordinary Friday, right? Every Friday we have an opportunity to consider the merits of our Lord Jesus Christ's passion. But on the first Friday, we not only get to consider the merits of His passion, His suffering on the cross and His death and His exhibition of His love for us and for all of humanity, But on the first Friday, we get an opportunity to make an act of love in response to the merits of his passion by focusing on his heart. And uh, the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to a visitation nun in a monastery in France in Père And of course, already people are like, what? What does that have to do with me? It has everything to do with it you. Has it has to everything to do. everything to do with you because that what he uh, offered to humanity in his visit to St. Margaret Mary is the same thing he offered to humanity when he was born in Bethlehem. It's the same thing he offered to humanity when he died on the cross on Calvary. It's the same thing he made available to us at the Last Supper, which is still made available to us in the Holy Eucharist at the Mass. He offers his love. He offers himself. And in those... Those visits he had with saint margaret mary uh, in the 1670s he spoke of his desire for humanity to basically come out of the cold hmm. come out of the coldness of sin and come into the warmth of his divine love and the beautiful uh thing that we still have to this day from that conversation those visits is the image of his heart and even more perhaps uh recognizable, then the image is the promises or are the promises he makes to humanity if we but open our minds, open our hearts, open our lives to the reality of his love. And, you know, you see in his heart, which we Catholics and Christians in general perhaps are used to seeing in iconography or images, you see in his heart Certain symbols or images. And it's meant to invite us to ask why and for what reason. Whether it's the heart itself being exposed and not hidden. There's nothing about the Lord's love that is supposed to be hidden or like a prize that many people can't have. No, his love is for all. Or it's the crown of thorns, the reality that Jesus is king. But oftentimes we don't acknowledge him as king with gold and silver. We acknowledge him as king because of the victory he has over our sins. None of us are lost to our sins. He can be victorious if we but invite him in and allow him to bring his army of grace to our rescue. Then there's all those other flames. You know, we think of flames and sometimes we get scared. But the uh, when you see the flames around the sacred heart of Jesus, it's supposed to be like this furnace of charity. He keeps us warm with his love. Keep in mind the Old Testament. And that's, you know, we Catholics, we're not devoid of scripture, right? Think of Moses when he encountered the presence of the Most High and he encountered the Most High, the everlasting, always living God in the burning bush. The bush that was on fire, but not consumed. It wasn't destroyed by the fire. That's the heart of Jesus. It's engulfed in flames of love, but never destroyed. It purifies, it cleanses, but it never destroys. Sometimes we in, we invite Jesus into our lives, uh, or heck, all the time we invite him into our lives, and there's that purification Uh, His love will purify, it'll engulf us, but it'll never destroy us. And of course, there's always the presence of the glorious cross, his throne, uh, in our lives and in the world. And so, you know, this first Friday is part of his uh, conversation, if you will, with humanity. On the first Friday of every month, offer up the graces, offer up your prayers as an act of, or as a gift of reparation for my love for you. Give that love back to me, especially give that love to me in the name of those who have turned away from me, you know? It's an opportunity for us to return to him.
1: And also, one way to return is to go to Mass.
0: Absolutely. Because that's
1: the Eucharist. Yep. And I know, Father, you've talked about the Eucharist and the Sacred Heart. It is one
0: exactly, yeah, and you know when you go into it, this is the beautiful thing about our faith, right when you um delve into science and you look at the Eucharistic miracles throughout two thousand years, and you're not you you're not listening to Father Stosh on this, you know go into the records, google search it. Search it on the internet. Pull it up. There's some beautiful, fascinating videos and uh, scientific and medical researches and reports on the evaluations of the Eucharistic species from the Mass, the Holy Eucharist. Especially if uh, it has been found to survive in water or uh, the blood has stained the corporal. They always find that the elements of the Holy Eucharist are traced right back to the heart. The, the human heart, you know, the tissue there. Um, and they always find that it comes from the tissue, the heart tissue of a man who has experienced incredible stress on his body, you know, torture. Well, what does that remind us? In the midst of the Lord's passion, there is incredible love. And in the midst of the Holy Eucharist, the Lord is present through and through.
2: Father, I'm so happy to have you explain the, um, the sacred heart and the symbols because I do think it's confusing to people and especially to our Protestant brothers and sisters but even to our Catholics why is that heart exposed Right. what does it really mean and I think as Catholics we need to be able to explain that and share that and um, just your sharing and kindles my heart even more and the more that we meditate on that the love the flames Mm -hmm. the the cross, the more deeper we will fall in love with our Lord.
0: Right. And, you know, we we are people. So we can see, we can hear, we can touch, we can smell, taste. We have these senses. And the Lord is not ignorant of that. So he gives us, when he communicates to us, he gives us something we can see, something we can taste, we can receive, we can touch, we can hear, we can smell. That's the beauty of our faith. And sometimes we can... Not really know the meaning behind everything we're looking at, but we have well, an opportunity to grow in that.
2: And that's why he requested that there is an image of his sacred heart yep. to be exposed and honored exactly. in our home. Exactly. We need those holy So we reminders. can learn about
0: him, yeah. And that we can be on air on the first Friday <laughs> yeah. from 8 to 9 every <laughs> first
2: Friday. And also for those listening. We're happy to be here. <laughs> if you
1: have not had your home enthroned, go to welcomehisheart.com. Uh, your business, your school, your parish, and you can sign up, or certainly any time you can call St. Gabriel at 614-459-4820. And the mission of this Sacred Heart Hour is to promote the enthronement of the Sacred Heart of Jesus throughout the diocese and beyond. And one of the good news we have coming up in November is we have a Congress, and it's going to be our ninth Oh, it's exciting. Congress It's going to be at St. Paul the Apostle Church in Westerville. And because of the social distancing, because of the time, uh, people wearing masks and so forth, we're going to start it at 930 and end it at 12. You go on Welcome is Heart to Register. It's only $10 for an individual, $20 for a family. But this year, we're going to go ahead and have a special offer for every household attending the Congress this year. They'll receive a free copy of the book, Secrets of the Sacred Heart, the 12 Ways to Claim Jesus's Promises in Your Life, which is coming on the market October 16th. And the retail price is fourteen ninety five. but you'll be given a free copy. And it's by our executive director, Emily, Jaminette. It's going to be amazing. And the wonderful beauty of this book is it takes up each of the 12 promises that Christ made to St. Margaret Mary Alaco in the series of visions, put a fresh new spin. It's not an old spin. It's the old spin, but a fresh new spin on a classic Catholic devotion and invites you and your family to experience the profound spiritual benefits which you will receive when you keep the sacred heart of Jesus at the center. And we talk about the 12 promises, and we'll get into those a little bit later. But these are promises from Jesus. You can count on Jesus. He's faithful to his promises. And what he's asking for those to expose and honor his sacred heart by an enthronement. And he's saying things like, we'll bring you peace in your home, safe refuge in life and death, blessings on all your undertakings, an infinite source of mercy, and a restored and enlivened faith for those that surrender themselves. And I think it's going to be a wonderful uh, Congress that day. Uh, We're going to be running simultaneously so we can get over 400. At the church and at the Klinger Center at St. Paul's. We have Bishop Brennan be leading us off with the Mass and his homily. Father Stosh will be ending us with adoration and benediction and the litany of the sacred heart. We have talks by the pastor of Saint Paul's, Father Jonathan Wilson, and also our executive director, Emily, talking about the new book that you'll be receiving. As you leave the Congress
2: and go ahead and register, don't wait because even though we have 400, it's really less than we would normally have if it wasn't COVID. So, you know, go ahead, register early and plan on just having a wonderful Congress.
1: And if I didn't announce our MC, we probably would lose our show father. (laughs) It is Bill Messerly, the executive Yay! director of Saint Gabriel, uh, will be the MC at the in the Saint Paul's, and Jennifer Mulligan will be the MC at the Klinger Center. And so, they're
0: only steps away from each other,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, the right. two buildings. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about Bill running back and forth, <laughs> but the committee down we're not sure he could be he could have time. done it he could have he's in great shape but father one of the questions people have is why not say it's a conference why a congress sure and i know in 2011 when we met you said you would like to hold a congress yeah every year right so help us
0: well I I think, you know, part of it is um, we're all responding to the promptings of the Holy Spirit here. And what you see coming together over these uh, five, six, seven years, now nine years, um, is a new culture being born. It's a culture of the heart. It's not a culture uh, that's built on a a business model or a a single-purpose mentality. It's really a culture, whether it's, you know, this First Friday radio show, uh, it's the broad Uh, Appeal and missionary effort to bring the enthronement of the Sacred Heart into homes, to catechize and to kind of uh, teach and highlight the importance of the heart, or now a yearly gathering. And with that culture in mind, with that new culture of life being brought about through the heart of Jesus and bringing us back to the Lord, uh, you know, the Congress represents a, a gathering of people who come from all different kinds of backgrounds. And they're each coming from their own One might say their motivation or their own desires, but there's something that brings them all together. And it's, in this situation, it's the Lord. So whether it's like a a Eucharistic Congress that the Universal Church has every several years, or you might hear of a Marian Congress, um, for us here locally in the Midwest, you know, we have the Sacred Heart Congress. And it, of course, flourishes out of and points us back towards the Holy Mass. And we have had the support of the Bishop of the Diocese, you know, and then last year, uh, Bishop Brennan, uh, relatively new to our diocese, at the time he attended, he offered the Mass and he attended. And uh, you can really see, you know, for those who were at the Congress Mass last year, you could see exactly why it was a Congress and not a conference. The Bishop acknowledged the people he recognized coming from all different parts of the diocese and even parts of the state. And we had people from outside of the state coming, but they were all there, uh, not necessarily to learn, but they were there to be with one another. It was more of like an almost like a retreat. And there was a, an effort to learn like a conference would offer. There was an opportunity to share in fellowship, like a retreat would offer and to learn and pray. But you have all of those elements together. And so, you know, the Congress, you don't hear that word very often. Uh, You hear it with regard to our, our government and governments in other countries. But that's exactly it. Like those people in a government Congress, they represent the world they come from at that platform, at that place where they all meet. And it's the same thing with the Sacred Heart Congress. We represent our homes. We represent our lives. We represent our parishes, our parts of the region where we come from. And we bring all of that together in a place where we meet others who are also there to focus all of who we are on the Lord. But whether it's the Congress of the Sacred Heart, the radio show, uh, learning about the Sacred Heart, the missionary effort to enthrone the Sacred Heart in homes, businesses, or schools— this is all being brought about truly by the Lord to build a new culture, a culture that's built on the heart of Jesus.
1: And, Father, we've, we've talked over the years that this Congress is for everyone.
0: Absolutely. yeah.
1: Whether you're just thinking about coming into the church, whether yep. you're not Catholic, yep. whether you uh, have thrown your home whether you have not enthroned, but you've been thinking about it. Yeah. It's really, I think, Father, you've always thought of this as a prayerful yeah, absolutely. Congress. Yeah, We start with the source and summit, the yeah. Eucharist, and we end with the adoration. Yeah.
0: And, you know, the other thing is uh, what we hear a lot is uh, from people who come and they're given strength. They're given strength because they're struggling. There are challenges and they come in
2: love for the Lord. Absolutely. And I think for families that have enthroned Mm. and there are so many now, there's almost 3000 in Columbus alone. It's a beautiful way to renew your commitment to our Lord, and to the enthronement. And uh, no one ever says, gee, I wish I would have stayed home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to have those hours back.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
2: It's
0: really a
1: great opportunity. Now, also, this year, because we are reaching a national audience, we are streaming live. Mm. So if you have relatives in St. Louis or New England,
0: yeah.
1: or wherever. Anywhere. Anywhere. You can pass on a Welcome His Heart. They can go on, and they'll be able to go on and stream live yeah. by signing up and so forth at no charge. Yeah, Just, just come and let them observe what this is about. Yeah. And again, go to welcomehisheart.com. Sign up now, welcomehisheart.com. And I know, Father, we're now getting into the program. <laughs> what time is it? We're a little bit past our, our schedule here. But we're going to talk a little bit about the month of the rosary. And uh,
0: It's a powerhouse month.
1: Oh, a, it is. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites. And I loved your article this year in the Sacred Heart newsletter, Keep the Flame Burning. And everybody can sign up on Welcome His Heart for this. You get it every month. But some of your highlights, Father, how you really put it into... That is for hu- all humanity.
0: The, um, well, you know one of the things you, you mentioned earlier, and you said it uh, as you're highlighting the power of the Congress and also uh, the, the book that's coming out, written by Emily, you mentioned um, surrender, you know, for those mm. who surrender to the Lord. And it was a, it's a powerful word because a lot of us, um, we're exactly that, we're like wrestling with the Lord over control in our lives. And it was like a restored and enlivened faith for those who surrender themselves wholly to Christ. And it really struck me as you were saying that, because uh, that's what we all need to do. We need to allow the Lord in. Or more powerfully put, we need to surrender to Him. Mm -hmm. We're always like wrestling and battling for control over our day, over our projects, over our lives. And, you know, when you think of that, the month of the Holy Rosary is a month of victory. The whole reason why October is called the month of the Holy Rosary is because of the feast of a... A victory. I mean, the month of the Holy Rosary uh, kind of brings us to that point to when Christendom in Europe was under attack. And the Holy Father at the time, you know, he asked that all Christians, uh, and he put them under an obligation, pray the rosary. Our faith is in danger of being literally annihilated, obliterated. And uh, the rosary was prayed. There was a victory at hand and the faith was able to persevere and perdure in Europe. And, you know, the feast uh, on the 7th had been called Our Lady of Victory. And uh, Paul VI, St. Paul the Sixth, he changed that to Our Lady of the Rosary because people had forgotten, like, why was there a victory? The victory was had because of the rosary. And when you th- consider the rosary, it's one of those things, like, a lot of people, unfortunately, very much like the Sacred Heart, they're like, oh, that's something my grandma did. And it's like, what
2: <laughs> like, now father there's an effort happening right now in our country of praying the rosary yes for the outcome of the election yeah not choosing a particular candidate yeah. but choosing god's way yeah choosing holy yeah holy representatives that will adhere to christian principles and Thousands of people are praying that every day, and yeah. if you aren't praying it, we encourage you to get on board and pray the Rosary every day, particularly for our country.
0: Yes, and for uh, you know, just the restoration of peace. And but see, this is what we're realizing right now, right? There's a there's a confrontation between cultures. There's a confrontation mm-hmm. between uh, perspectives, and. Those of us who strive to follow the Lord, there's only one way to live. It's to surrender to Him and allow the Lord to be victorious and to really allow the Lord's will to be our will, not our will to be the will of God, but His will to be ours. And um, with so much at stake, you have people burning out. I mean, you have a lot of people just suffering with anxiety and fear. And uh, I think a lot of people, I mean, we all know your immune system suffers, when you're under a lot of stress and fear and anxiety. I think it's really
2: important that we talk about this and even maybe continue it into our second session, mm-hmm. because the rosary, the Blessed Mother has said it is the weapon. Yes. At Fatima, yep. she has given us the rosary particularly, yep. but for many people, it's difficult to pray the rosary. It is, And yeah. or to believe that they're praying it well, or right. to say, how do I get started, or yeah. You know, just some practical things of praying the rosary.
0: And I think there's a, there's a, you know, for all of us, just being honest and upfront, um, mm-hmm. there's a certain natural uh, step that has to be taken about with regard to concentration and focus and really detachment from control. You know, mm-hmm. we enter into the mystery of the rosary. It's It's like what I call a school of humanity. Mm-hmm. I love it because you enter into that school of humanity where the one lesson that's being taught is the life of... The Lord, Jesus, those are the mysteries, different chapters of his life. But the teacher in that school of humanity is the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so, as you take one decade Mm -hmm. at a time, one mystery at a time, it's taking one lesson from the life of Jesus at a time, and you're asking the great Mm -hmm. teacher in that school of humanity, the Blessed Virgin Mary, to slowly teach you the lesson. Now, here's the thing. Just like in school, you have to revisit the lesson. Mm-hmm. Just so it goes deeper and deeper. That's why we pray the rosary every day. That's why we cycle through the different mysteries, you know, throughout the week. It's so that throughout the course of life, we allow that great teacher, who is the mother, Mary, to teach us about the truth, the lesson, who is her son, Jesus. And of course, I, you know, when I'm teaching about that school of humanity where Mary is the teacher and the lesson is the truth, who is Jesus. I always love to remember, you're like, but the fellow students are the saints, you know, and you, this is the only school, this is the only lesson where you're encouraged to cheat. You know, it's like, look to your left, look to your right, look at how the saints have excelled in studying the life of Jesus and how they have passed the test cheat off of them (laughs) it's the only time (laughs) look at how they pass the test and how they're in heaven it's like you know yesterday we had saint therese today the holy Mm. angels you know we've got a powerhouse month of saints this month in october uh yeah saint francis on sunday Uh, i've appeased (laughs) the secular franciscan sitting to my left (laughs) you know we look at the saints and it's like we learn from our lady about the truth who is her son jesus and the rosary is a school and You know, sometimes you can't do all five decades at the same time because of your schedule or maybe because we're still learning how to focus and concentrate. And really, truth be told, meditate. Meditate is a word that's been hijacked by the culture.
2: You know, the word today, meditation, is yoga. Right. And it's everywhere. It's even in, you know, mainstream in hospitals. Yeah. And, you know, for us to, I think it's really the counterfeit. Of true meditation. Yeah. By returning to the rosary. Yeah. It's well and real. I think there's
0: also there's another word that's very popular right now, especially in the business world. What's it's that? Mindfulness. You'll hear uh-huh. meditation with regard to like Eastern mysticism or mm-hmm. eastern spiritualities, or you'll now hear this word saying mindfulness. And you know, you hear that and you what what are you really hearing? You're hearing the world grasping for meaning. People are starved because they know in an undeniable way. Everybody knows I am not just flesh, I have a soul, I have a spirit. And you have the world mm-hmm. grasping for straws. And you know, I hear these things, and on the one hand, it's kind of frustrating. You're like, We have Jesus, I mean, He is God, He's mm-hmm. dwelling among us in the Holy Eucharist. But on the other hand, it's like, Well, This is good because people are looking for something, but this is where as Catholic Christians, we have got to wake up and start offering the great treasure we have, which is Jesus, his heart in the Eucharist and the rosary. And when people say, well, I I don't do the rosary, it's like, I don't know what that means because no one does the rosary. Mm -hmm. You live it, you know, you don't uh, do math, you study it. You live it. You know, that's how you make it. That's how you excel in it. But when it comes to the rosary, like the, the mysteries are lessons on the life of Jesus. And whether it's St. Teresa of the Suez yesterday, St. Francis of Assisi on Sunday, the fourth, St. Faustina on the fifth, you know, St. Margaret Mary, St. John Paul II towards the end of the month. I mean, all of these different incredible saints, whoever your favorite saint is, your brother or sister in heaven, I'm going to promise you this they allowed our lady to be the teacher in their life in that school of humanity where she was teaching them about the one lesson that really matters the truth who is jesus and whether you want to call it meditation from the modern term or meditation from the uniquely and distinctly you know western civilization rootedness of christianity or mindfulness you know the rosary when you abandon yourself when you use that word surrender when you surrender yourself to jesus and you enter into the Rosary, your life will be transformed.
2: And there's so many helps that you can now put an app on your phone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you, know, you have CDs. You it's can true. Pray the Rosary yeah. with John Paul II is one of my favorites. Totally. Yep. But you know there, and, and I also really encourage putting a Rosary on your nightstand. Yeah. So if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can't sleep. And it's quiet. Start praying the rosary. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to Absolutely. really start. Yeah, you and know, this one, I, I think,
1: Father, and we're talking to a wonderful audience out there. For those that are not praying the rosary, my challenge to you is just begin. And I know, as a convert, hmm. uh, that was a real struggle for me. But I also realized uh, when I came into the Catholic Church and when I started to pray the rosary both had the same feeling. I felt better after. Yeah, totally. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like going to Mass. Oh, I got to get there. You know, I got to get there on time. Everybody's ready. But then think about it when we leave. We're always better off. When you pray the rosary, it's not easy. And Joanne and I... Raising our family, a lot of you are raising families, and you try to get them in the same room <laughs> to pray the rosary. That's it's when like, you know
2: it's powerful. It's like, War, it's, not easy. it's
1: like World War II. Yeah, you know. I mean, the phones are ringing, but you realize, persevere. Whether it's a decade or the whole rosary, yeah. the family changes. It's true because the Lord is changing hearts. Yeah, through the rosary and Mary. That's why she wants. The rosary for us to come back to the lord and i was thinking today you know uh reading this article on how sports is changing america sports is changing the catholic church mm. it's changing all of us we're forgetting the priority yeah instead of watching the game pray the rosary yeah then you can always watch something but if the rosary and Jesus doesn't come first, enthrone your home. There's a real connection between the rosary and the sacred heart.
0: Absolutely. You know, there's a group of uh, Catholic moms here in central Ohio, and they had those T-shirts printed up. They said, Hail Marys just aren't for football. <laughs> <So> <laughs> That's you always see them one. at the Catholic Women's Conference. But, you know, I, my, when my family visits me at uh, my parish and they're inside, you know, they're like, oh, you know, Father Stash, you know, I my, my head's starting to hurt. It's like, well, there's like some, you know, medicine in the cabinet in the kitchen. Or there's also some in the bathroom, you know, or there's also some over there. Uh, and it's funny, they'll go looking for like the ibuprofen or the advil or whatnot, and they're like, Okay, well I found it in the uh kitchen and there's rosaries in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. But then when I was in the bathroom, there's also rosaries in that cabinet. And then mm-hmm. you know, on the nightstand and on the coffee table and over here. Why is it you have rosaries everywhere that you have Advil you know, and ibuprofen? <laughs> it's like well, the pill only takes care of the pain. The rosary is what's going to save the soul while I'm trying to bear the burden, you know? So it's like, I love what Joanne said. Is like rosaries are not just for that little keepsake box in your mm-hmm. underwear drawer in mm-hmm. your bedroom, you know? Have it on the nightstand. Have it hang on the post of the bed. Have it on the...
2: And have more than one. Absolutely.
0: For sure. And, you know, and use I, them.
2: And I, I, maybe it's a woman thing, but oh, so many of my rosaries, they' are special connections to that it really helps to enter deeper into prayer quickly. I have my mom's rosary, and when I pick that up, I feel a connection also to her and to the Blessed Mother.
0: Don't you love it when you find an old rosary and you can tell it's been well-prayed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very well-prayed. the cocoa you know?
2: beans went old? <laughs> that was really old.
0: You said the word quickly. That's, That's how this hour goes. I know. First segment's <laughs> over. I'm exhausted. I'm winded. But guess what? We'll be back for more. Before we bring this segment to a close, though, we're going to commend ourselves to the heart of Jesus so that it's a beautiful reminder that this hour is totally focused on the presence of the Lord's heart in our lives. O oh, Most Holy Heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you. We love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you this poor heart of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body, assistance in our temporal needs. Your blessings in all that we do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. Here's my challenge for you today. Make the people around you know you're grateful for them. Make them feel
3: loved, valued, appreciated. And the power to be a blessing like that, it starts with prayer. The other day I woke up stressed, tired, distracted by work. I wasn't queued up to be a blessing, but a drain on the people around me. So I stopped and I spent a few minutes in prayer just thanking God for each member of my family by name. And it instantly reoriented me. It's just so easy to go through the day treating people like you're taking them for granted when you are. Get intentional about treating your greatest gifts from God, those people around you, every day, like they're gifts. When we're intentional about that, it creates an atmosphere where people feel safe and loved, and where the family starts to feel a little like heaven on earth. As the ancient chant says, Ubi caritas et amor Deus ibiest. Where charity and love are, God is there. For more from my book, I Am, visit RewriteYourName.com. I'm Chris Stefanik from Real Life Catholic. One year after I graduated Catholic high school, I eloped to Las Vegas, Nevada. My husband was not Catholic, and at the time, I didn't really think that it really mattered which church we went to, because we all loved God and we all love Jesus, and that was the start of my journey out of the Catholic Church, where I remained out of the Catholic Church for over 30 years. When I um, started to read the Bible, I could see that our Catholic faith is steeped in Scripture. I could see some of the sacraments in Scripture. I could see some of the liturgy in Scripture. I learned that the Catholic Church was started by Jesus Christ, who gave the authority to Peter, And it has continued in succession down to the present day. And that was the start of my journey home to the Catholic Church. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today.
0: Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday, the month of October, here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Every first Friday, we have this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. During the Sacred Heart Hour, you get to hear, privileged to hear, burdened to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Father Stosh Daly, Chuck and Joan Wilson here to announce the good news of the Lord's Sacred Heart to all of our listeners here on St. Gabriel morning. Catholic Radio. Good morning. That first segment went fast.
1: It did. I'm
0: exhausted. But here we are, back again. We're going to open up this second segment by turning towards our holy angels. Today is not only the first Friday of the month of October, but it's also February 2nd, the feast day of the holy guardian angels. The opening prayer for this segment is taken from today's holy mass. O God, who in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us, Hear our supplication as we cry to you, that we may always be defended by their protection and rejoice eternally in their company. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. That's the opening prayer for today's Mass, offered in veneration of the holy angels. But, you know, a lot of us were taught the guardian angel prayer as children. And, you know, I'm always uh, surprised how many people do not uh, know the guardian angel prayer. It's so easy. So, <laughs> Chuck. Chuck,
2: I failed you.
0: <laughs> the hand was slowly raised. I'm, I'm oh, a
2: convert. We well, will I be are. praying that prayer. <laughs>
0: Well, we know it's in the store for later on this <laughs> afternoon in the Wilson house. <laughs> Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love uh-huh. commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. See, it's an easy one, Chuck. I'm Powerful, a- but easy. <laughs> it
1: gets harder that hand was it very all- slowly <laughs>
0: raised. It's like, I find myself guilty. <laughs>
1: well, I-, I did go to confession yesterday, so I know I needed to raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> but but as we talk about, you know, the second session, we're going to really get into wonderful feast days, and you're touching on Powerful. one. Yep. But I also want to remind everybody, we had talked about the rosary, that there is a family rosary day coming up, yes. October mm-hmm. the 11th. Uh, the, the bishop, I believe, will be leading that. And um, I think Dave is giving some further instructions, and uh, maybe, Father, you can help us.
0: On Sunday, the 11th. On Sunday, the 11th, on October 11th, Sunday at 3 p.m., Bishop will be leading the Family Rosary Day uh, from St. Joseph's Cathedral. It is one of those special events that you are able to participate in without having to be present at the cathedral by going to the Diocesan website and oh, uh, participating in the stream oh, we'll or be Saint Gabriel, Gabriel Radio. Oh. Yeah. So you have a variety of opportunities to join in that. But you know, this, once again, this month of October is the month of the Holy Rosary. But really, I mean, let the month of October not only be the month of the Rosary, but the month of victory. I mean, allow Mm, it to be the month of victory by bringing the Lord's sacred heart into your home. Allow it to be the month of victory by acknowledging the power of the Lord Jesus Christ first in your own heart. You know, I, I just, for some reason, at the beginning of the hour, that word that Chuck said, highlighting the Congress and this book that's coming out, is, uh, surrender, surrender to the Lord and allow the Lord to be victorious in your heart, in your home, in your life. Allow the Lord to be victory uh, victorious in our country.
2: And, you know, we're talking about rosaries, but if you don't have a rosary, you have 10 fingers. Mm-hmm. And what I do is take off one of my rings or just, you know, you can just... Basically, just go from finger to finger. But I move that ring from finger to finger. You can always pray the rosary. Stuck in traffic, sitting, getting ready for a doctor's appointment, you always have it with you with your ten fingers.
1: Yep. Well, we also, uh, coming up in November, have our ninth annual Sacred Heart Congress. It's going to be November 14th at St. Paul the Apostle Church. Uh, We've opened up the It's going to be
2: wonderful.
1: To really have simultaneously going on, so you'll get live speakers both at uh, the church and over at the Klinger Center, so we can host this year with social distancing over 400. And we'll have a special offering at the end. It'll be the book, Secrets of the Sacred Heart, 12 Ways to Claim Jesus' Promises in Your Life. It's coming out October 16th. That's by Emily Jaminet, our executive director. And I think these promises, we're going to get into them a little bit, because this month we also have St. Margaret Mary Alaco's Feast Day. But, Father, let's start maybe uh, in the beginning, as you mentioned, we got the Holy Angels, and then continue with some of the highlights of feast days this month.
0: Well, yesterday we started off with the great the very popular Saint Thérèse of the Child Jesus. I mean, she works her way into everywhere. Yes. <laughs> she for so young and so beautiful, but at the same time, you know, being a cloistered Discalced Carmelite sister, her popularity is literally throughout the whole world. I mean, everyone seems to love Saint Thérèse. Um and it's funny, like, she and St. Anthony always seem to find themselves, I always call them the prom dates, you know, <laughs> they're always together everywhere, you know, like, opposite each other in a church, standing next to each other, stained glass windows. And she's
2: the patroness of missionaries.
0: Absolutely. Very true. And she's also a very powerful friend to every single person who ever reaches out looking for help. So St. Therese of the Child Jesus was, uh, uh she was remembered in her feast day yesterday. Today, the Holy Guardian Angels, and then... Just a, just, I mean, we're just doing a very quick overview here. I mean, October is one of those months, if you live the life of the church, you're going to be partying a lot. Oh, it's wonderful. You know, on October 4th, we've got the great St. Francis of Assisi. On October 5th, St. Faustina. And St. Faustina is one of those saints as well. You know, it's incredible. It's like uh, somewhere in the 1980s, maybe so late as the 1990s, this switch was flipped. And then St. Faustina just became incredibly popular. I mean, it's really a grace. A lot of that was because of, uh, you know, the great John Paul II okay. and the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Uh, but we find such a beautiful dovetail between the, the great work, the missionary work of St. Faustina promoting the mercy of God, divine mercy, uh, and then also, you know, how that mercy issues forth from the heart of Jesus. October 7th, we have the Great Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, and then, you know, then you move on to, uh, and once again, we're not doing it justice, but we're just kind of highlighting some of the big ones. October 16th, St. Margaret Mary, that's a particularly special day uh, for those who have a devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus because of how instrumental St. Margaret Mary is in our, the growth of our understanding uh, of the power of the Lord's Sacred Heart, but also the 12 promises that the Lord makes to humanity uh, through her, and then my hero can't go without mentioning him, St. John Paul II, the great St. John Paul II, his feast days on October 22nd, you know, and um, uh. it's just incredible this month of October mm-hmm. and you barely catch your breath and then whew, another month, you know, I mean, when you live the life mm-hmm. of the church, when you live the life of the church, you can't help but just be filled with gratitude for all of these beautiful saints and realizing that they're not cardboard figures that we kind of look at and say, well, they're nice, that's cute, I like the bird, I like the rosary, I like that flower. No, they are people in heaven. They are our brothers and sisters, and we are called to be saints as well.
2: And we have wonderful resources now, I think, to get to know the saints more now than ever before.
0: Yep, We have so much more than just the statue or the window in the church.
2: Like oh, a holy card.
0: You've got holy cards, you've got resources on the internet, you know, you've got yeah. books and books and books. I mean, it's just incredible how many resources we have today. We're we are so very blessed. And it's a good way to see how technology can be used for the good. Absolutely. Know? It's Father. just an incredible good to highlight. Like and the I
1: think for me, Father, when you know, I don't I'm not studying them all in a deep way, but just understanding it was their little yeses Absolutely. along the way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yep. like a big yes, and, right. it's, and it's over with. Exactly. Okay, I've done this. Now yep. I can move on. But I think we we have to think about our our spiritual life as a journey. It's true. Yeah. It's every day. What yeses can I give to yep. the Lord? Yeah. To love Him greater and love my family greater. It's true. It's it's not like you're gonna you need to go out and save the world. Yeah. Just. Be with yourself and your family in the beginning, and then take it from there.
0: And when you learn about the saints, you learn how they did it, so can I. You know, like on Wednesday, we had the Great Feast of St. Jerome, who definitely had anger management issues. I'm happy
2: to hear that, right? I
0: know. It kind of gives us hope, right? <laughs> we're
2: not,
1: we're <laughs> not the only ones that have
2: anger. You're like, I mean, we
0: all have that moment where it's like, I, I just want to go in a cave. I a little better well, when did. I that. <laughs> <room>. <laughs> I but then you go from like St. Jerome on Wednesday and then boom, Thursday, St. Therese. And you're like, oh, okay. So he was like walking gruff and now she's the little way. This is mm-hmm. nice. Just one day apart. We have all these different extremes. But the thing is like when you learn about the saints, you're like, my goodness, I mean, they're real. They're real. God's now, what grace. Is Saint
1: Jerome known for
0: Sacred Scripture. Mm-hmm. He's a doctor of the church. He was a priest. He was known he's the one that you know gave us that beautiful phrase which in English we translate translates into um, knowledge of scripture is knowledge of Christ. Ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. He was brilliant with regard to his knowledge of sacred scripture, but he was also in his personality known to be kind of like uh cantankerous, mm-hmm. you know, cranky angry you know he's just like i'm giving up on humanity i'm going out to bethlehem hang out in a cave and the rest of humanity was like that's awesome get away you know <laughs> so, because you're different you know <laughs> so, i mean and it was just one of those situations you're like okay if someone can love the lord and know themselves so well and realize i i just need to pursue the lord and you can see how god's grace transforms and heals those wounds i mean it's just like you're having a bad day And we all know what it's like. It's a bad day. You're angry. Everything's kind of making you explode. You're like, I just got to take a break, go away, and focus on the Lord. Most of us go away and blame it on the world and blame Mm. it on everybody. It's like, no, Give that wound, give that anger, give that, that day, give that to Jesus. And that's what Jerome did. He gave and, it all to the Lord. And
2: I just finished recently a book on St. Catherine of Siena, who lived during the time of the Black Plague,
0: right? and
2: yeah. how she handled it, yeah. and how she prayed, yep. and how the Lord led her and the people through it, Yeah. was really, I thought, gee, what we're going through is it's not the Black Plague. I mean, it's right. not easy, but...
0: But the uncertainty, like she had, exactly. we also have.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know,
0: it's, it's odd. It's like, you know, in one home, you'd have three people yeah. uh, ha- die of the plague, but there were two other, three other people in the same house and they didn't. Right. And today there's that, ang- there's that anxiety. It's like, how is it? I was with this person and they just were tested positive. I was with them and I'm still fine. I've tested fine there's like oh there's almost like well we're trying to find the rhyme and the reason but there's that uncertainty that's heavy and you learn how like someone like Catherine or sienna she persevered she persevered by keeping her eyes on jesus you know and the abiding by whatever was recommended you know like regular cleaning and things like that but your eyes had to focus on jesus you know we cannot do anything on our own by ourselves but with the lord everything is possible
1: Maybe it's a good time that we go back to October 16th, the feast, or coming up, the feast of St. Margaret Mary Alagoe, and that uh, what has become known as the 12 promises. And as we look at the 12 promises, we we see each one, and I think it's good to go over each one. He always
2: brings us back, does he, Father?
1: <laughs> He is the teacher
0: on the playground. He He's like, okay, I'm going to ring the he bell. He blows
2: that whistle. No more rings kickball that for bell. you, people.
0: <laughs> okay, Chuck, I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to go over the twelve promises. Good. Just <laughs> what's your favorite promise of the twelve?
1: You know, I, I think cheater. You're looking at it right now. (laughs) What what really holds me to the Twelve Promises, each one of them, but this one on abundant mercy. I think Mm of uh, Bishop Brennan, when he was talking about the ocean, I grew up on the ocean in New England, and it's like all that is like mercy, that ocean of of mercy and how we need that. Uh, But I also think, and, and we'll start and I'll start with one and we'll go around and but number 1 promises I will give them all the graces necessary yeah, in the state of life. Who doesn't need graces? I know. Why do we keep putting up, you know, I always had that illustration of an umbrella. I put yeah. my umbrella up, the graces come down, hit the umbrella, but never touch me.
0: Right. Ooh,
2: yeah. Oh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. That was from Crucio, 1989, Men's Weekend 101. But that illustration has, how often do I put my umbrella up?
0: Yeah, and prevent yourself from being, you know, receiving receiving those graces. graces. Yeah, it's true. I love that one because there's no one that is uh, set out or put out from God's reach, you know? There's graces necessary for their state in life, all of us. All of us are able to receive those graces, Joanne. What's your?
2: uh, Well, I really like tepid souls shall become fervent, Mm. and you know sometimes, as you know, when we were going into homes, hopefully we will be going into them again soon. And you know, some people would say to us, "I'm just not there," or "My husband's not there," but you know, we say, "Well, tepid souls shall become fervent." Yeah, and at times. You know, I see myself as a tepid soul and many times and I it gives me hope yeah, that true. the Lord is there to really, you know, yeah. continue to work with me and love me. And we hear that many times in families. It's not a barrier. It's uh, it's really a reason. Yeah, bring him in.
0: Isn't it true? Like, how many times have we all heard that? With with regard to anything, I'm just not there. Yeah. And my favorite response is, "Well, you don't have to be there. You're right here. Yeah. And this is where Jesus is. Who wants to be over there when He's here, where be you real. are? Yeah. Exactly. So true. The second promise, you know, is I will give peace to their families. I. You know, I don't know that I have a favorite because they're all just kind of... Yeah, they're, they're all, all there, good. They're all they're there all and I'm there. Mm-hmm. We're all good. here. You know? So like the first promise, give graces necessary for their state in life. These are the words of Jesus, by the way, not Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel. The Lord promises, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. Then he says, I will give peace to their families. Hello, this is like a major wake up yeah. call. Yeah. The Lord said, I will give peace to their families. People are like, how do I get that peace? Bring his heart into your home. Open your heart to his heart. Bring the sacred heart of Jesus into your home. And don't just think it's hanging up a picture. It's asking for those graces through his heart, honoring his heart, venerating his heart, keeping his heart at the center of your life.
2: Especially now so with true. COVID. Especially. Yeah. We hear these statistics that are troubling. Yeah. Of, you know, anxiety, depression, divorce. Well, this is the
1: remedy.
0: Yep, it's true.
1: And right after I will give peace in their families, I will console them in all their troubles.
0: That's huge. That's huge. Especially right now. I mean, we are all experiencing the troubles of the present moment mm-hmm. to one degree or another, varying degrees. And the Lord, want, the only the Lord is the one who can offer the consolation and the accompaniment that we really need. You know, then then the Lord promises in his fourth promise, as we number them for our understanding, they shall find in my heart an assured refuge during life and especially at the hour of death. The Lord walks with us step by step every day if we just acknowledge him, if we but acknowledge him. Um, you know, then he goes on, I will pour abundant blessings on all their undertakings. Have you ever been in that moment in your life where you're like, everything I do seems to just fall apart? This is like nothing is working out. Everything is just a failure. <laughs> Ask the Lord to come in, and he will bless everything you undertake. Sometimes, though, it means he, he like, picks us up and puts us on the path that's good, you know, because we're working for our own goals and not his own.
1: But is it it, Father, when you start the morning, and if you don't start the morning with a daily offering or with a prayer and pray for your family members, pray for our country, uh, might be a decade of the rosary, might be the whole rosary, getting the Mass— It almost like then uh, all that goes away. It's true. Those troubles go away. And you realize that the joy that you can have and the peace, the Lord wants to give us peace. Yep. It is the world that doesn't want to give us peace.
0: Exactly. And actually wants to take it away from us, kind of, yeah.
1: And,
2: you know, we're not just saying these things that they sound good.
0: Right. They're real. So true.
2: And I think of my father who was buried on this day who died um, on the feast of St. Michael and yeah. St. Gabriel, he had joy. Yep. He plugged in. And that's what we want for ourselves, and that's what we want for those we love, and that's what we want for, really, the whole world.
0: Yeah. The next promise, I think, is the one Chuck called his favorite, that infinite ocean of mercy. You know, the yeah. sinner shall find in my heart, in that. his heart... <laughs>
2: Just kidding! Every now and then, you know, forty nine years, you have to have a little laughter. I'm
0: glad I'm on this side of the desk. Yeah. <laughs> we now
1: have plastic
0: dividing us. God's grace has come in a variety of forms. <laughs> So you've got that source, an infinite ocean of mercy. Where else can you turn the radio on and hear about God's mercy with all this cackle laughter in the background? (laughs) I mean, it's real.
2: It's
1: real. Totally
0: real, not a production.
1: But I think when Joanne said, tepid souls shall become fervent, the next one is fervent souls shall rise quickly to great perfection. Absolutely. And isn't that what we want? Yep. We want Jesus's heart. What do you always talk, Father? You talk about the heart transplant.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like Catherine of Siena. She, boy, she's working her way into this show today. Mm-hmm. You know, she had the mystical union, the exchange of hearts. Mm. She really wanted the heart of Jesus, and he acquiesced. And you know, I think you can see that in someone who loves as Christ loves. You can really see what's the source of that love? What's the source of that sacrifice? It's Christ's heart. It's the sacred heart. Here's the big one that really is, you know, that which prompted everything we are about in building a new culture, a culture of the heart. Jesus promised, I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. If someone says, Father, why should I do this? And it's like, because Jesus gives a promise. And Jesus said, I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. Now, we have spent many uh, First Friday hours highlighting that just hanging a picture is not it it's exposing the lord's heart and honoring the heart you know living by the heart of jesus
1: that that word honor is and i like that is every day we are called to honor jesus yeah yeah and when you walk by that image in the home as you say it's just not another picture it's to remind you of his love yeah of those flames you talked about just burning his love, and he wants to burn it into our heart.
0: It's true. He wants to share the love, share the joy, you know? Here's a special one, the 10th promise. This is where I ask all of you, Mm. you know, keep your parish priest in mind, you know? Mm -hmm. Because the Lord gives a promise to priests, you know? you know, I will give priests the power to touch the most hardened of hearts. One of my brother priests and I, we were texting the other day, and he's like, my hominies are just, like, flat. And he's like, well, where's the sacred heart? And he's like, it's over in the corner in the church. We just put it up there, other." he's like... Not the statue. Like, where's the heart of Jesus in your preaching? He's like, what? I was like, come on, for we priests. Like, there's a promise designated for the priests, so please pray for your priests. I will give priests the power to touch the most hardened of hearts. Allow the heart of Jesus to shine through that preaching and teaching, the forgiving and confession, the offering of mass, baptizing. And for all of you, for all of you, if you recommend anybody to go to the heart of Jesus, you are propagating the devotion. Hmm. If you hand out a holy card with the Sacred Heart and say, "Just say this prayer," you know, there's this crazy show on the first Friday of the month on Saint Gabriel Radio. Tune in. You know, Meanwhile,
2: you're probably the devotion. How many holy cards have really been passed out? Thousands, thousands, thousands. Yeah. Which and is keep, so beautiful. Keep
1: passing them out, and I think of Joanne's father when Mother Teresa, on his 80th birthday, wrote him a personal letter and said, "Your heart." Is written in gold. Oh yeah. Yeah. He I cried. mean, I'm thinking. You know, I, I mean, it, it's not like you have to become. I, I don't know some super person to have your heart. It's the little people. It's yeah. the little people. Just, just be faithful. Exactly. And then the final one, Father. Go ahead.
0: The all powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion. On the first Friday of nine consecutive months, the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. The Lord asks us to come to Mass on the first Friday of the month, and in a state of grace, receive him in Holy Communion, but offer those graces up as an act of reparation for the sins committed against the heart. And
2: don't stop. Exactly. Don't stop after you've made the first Fridays and first Saturdays. I I don't think you really will stop. I think you'll just find continue what it, the love. What you exactly? Just continue, yeah. What a real gift yeah. it is.
0: You live the life of the church.
1: Unbelievable, Father. I'm oh exhausted. Dave, Dave is saying there's less than two minutes oh, left. Oh no! And I still have ten pages of
0: notes. I guess we can keep talking even when we're cut off for of the library. <laughs> i know i always hear i was like how do you guys have that much energy
2: <laughs> time flies when you're having it's fun true.
1: <laughs> go to welcome sign up for the congress november 14th and you know one thing don't wait and don't wait because that's going to be the day i know the lord has something special for you
0: it's true it's true you know every month uh For now, a couple of years, we've joined you on the first Friday, a day dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. If you have nothing else to take away, just remember the Lord wants you, and we are here to remind you, you are wanted and loved by the Lord. We invite you to join us as we wrap up this Sacred Heart Hour with a prayer. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew our gift of selves to you in your divine heart. Be our king forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May your Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and all of our deeds. Bless our undertakings. Share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know you better, to love you more, and to serve you forever. Amen. Amen. This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM 820 on WVSG Columbus and FM 88.3 WSGR New Boston Portsmouth.